DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Time to welcome in Craig Bowlerjack, his weekly interview presented by University of Utah Health, trusted health care provider for the Utah Jazz family and yours. Bowler, good morning. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. What's happening? Well, I want to begin with condolences. Sorry about your yeah. Chiefs in the Super Bowl, dude. Oh, I mean, come on. There was no way they deserved even a, a sniff of the Super Bowl. Penalties, plus the fact O-line, as we knew, um, left tackle to right tackle the guard. They just had to shift things around in Mahomes' big toe. How about that? But you know what? They uh, Really, the Bucks played great. They had a great game plan. They kept Tyree Kill in check, and Tom Brady was Tom Brady. It was uh, too bad, kind of a yawner, to be honest. So I wanted to bring that up because I think there's a parallel to be drawn between the Jazz and the Chiefs. And and now that I've opened wound, the wound and poured salt into the uh, the open no, sore you, that you, is your Chiefs fandom. You poured, you poured Clorox in there. I now. did. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, but Mahomes was 16-1 and as a starter this year. He didn't play in the Charger game. They sat a bunch of their star players in the season finale. 16-1, but he didn't get the championship. Ironically, the Jazz in the last 17 are 16-1. And people oh, want to boy. fast forward, and they want all the credit. But, you know, you're not the champion until you actually win the biggest games at the end of the year. And so I'm curious as you watch this, and as a guy who was around to see all the Jazz through, you know, the 90s, there's stuff that matters in the regular season, stuff that matters in the playoffs. They're obviously conquering a lot of the regular season thing. What are you watching for now? Something that they need to make sure they have locked down that will translate to the playoffs because you don't want to be in the Mahomes situation. You win a lot, but you got all the disappointment at the end. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great discussion point, honestly, DJ, because uh, you don't want to peak too early and you want to stay consistent. So it's kind of a weird balance, you know. And we cover the Jazz and, and what Carl and John were able to do, and they were consistent, by the way. They were also dominant at home, and I think that's one thing, you know, you can t- you'll be able to see this week. Already got a Boston win, tomorrow night Milwaukee, then Miami. And then, you know, before you hit the two games in L.A., you have to play Embiid and the 76ers. So, you know, I I think you can be excited, but also it's a long season, 72. It would be 82 under normal circumstances, but it's not. Nothing's normal right now. So uh, I think consistency. And, again, we can say what I'm impressed with is that at this point, both on the offensive and defensive side, because the offensive and defensive ratings are top five, and that's just a rarity to have in the NBA to be that good on both sides of the ball. So that's something to watch if you want to keep track of how the Jazz are playing and that consistency number with offense and defensive ratings. Uh, But the three ball has been a, a true friend of the Jazz, a totally new approach, I think, uh, to what the Jazz are doing, but that's the way of the NBA, and the Jazz with Quinn Snyder are just trying to keep up with the times. And they have surrounded Gobert with multiple three-point shooters and clutch shots, by the way. And I thought Joe and Donovan were very clutch against the Boston Celtics. And that's the other key, too, DJ, uh, is that when you get in a situation to win games, you don't let them slip away. And that's the other thing to watch. Are, are the Jazz winning games in clutch time situations. That's what the Jazz, who did make it to two two NBA championship runs, that's what they used to do. They would win games they had to win. And I guess as the season continues to unfold, those those are the other that's another thing I'll be looking for as well. So I understand the idea of peaking uh too early. That it's a, it's like 
your borrowing worries from the future if you're 20 and 5 like oh what could right. go wrong and so you're coming up with oh peaking you know i don't want to see them peak and all that but when i look at it shooting is shooting yeah and you should be able to shoot shooting isn't necessarily peaking shooting could come and go from time to time but it's not it's not really about playing beyond yourselves because they're all a bunch of good shooters so when i step back to me, it's not worrying about peaking. It's just almost to the point praying sounds outrageous, but hoping that they don't have injuries. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I think the word when you say peak is that they don't lose the edge to PK. I think I would throw that in that conversation. Is that, And I don't think this team is built that way. Uh, satisfaction, no. I, I think, again, it's been said and told and spoken and all the Zoom calls and all the post-game interviews is that there is one purpose and they're not satisfied. You know, I go back to uh, the 3-1 loss to Denver in the playoffs and Donovan said never again. So if that holds true, that's, I guess, kind of, I want them to keep that edge. And I I, I don't see anything, like you said, that that's going to teeter, um, you know, off, teeter off. Now, look, the NBA is the NBA. They're, they may have a, a two- or three-game slide, but you want to see them get back on track. Like after losing at Denver, they've been able to rip off five straight. Um, and, you know, it's it's an amazing thing to watch, you know, 20 wins. And um, I, I think, you know, the peaking means you don't lose your edge and that you don't feel too confident. And I don't think this team will do that. I really don't. I And you're right about injuries. So far, so good. The Jazz have been able to handle Donovan's concussion. They've been ha- able to handle, you know, the, the the hamstring of Mike Conley, and that also proves out they they have depth, and that Joe Ingles, thankfully, has been in that starter position and doesn't miss a beat when he's on the floor. And uh, I think that comes into play too about whether you make it to that to the big show or not. And you have to be lucky and you have to really be able to negate injuries or fill in those spots. And the Jazz so far have been able to do both. So at what point uh, did you really think this isn't just a good team, this is an excellent team? I mean, is there any point where you bought in at a new level to what you were seeing? Oh, boy. Well, I tell you, during the run, it was impressive, and especially after they bounced back. after, And they, I think it maybe started with the Bucks, right, where you said, okay, here comes the, quote, bounce-back character game, right, after the two losses against the Nets and the Knicks. And then they beat the Bucks, who they're going to face again tomorrow night. Uh, that was a real telling moment for me that they could – actually look inside and say we're not happy with who we are and then they bounced to the other side instead of being you know that that could have tailed into a very tough and and you know tough time for the jazz it could have been multiple losses not just two in a row hard to get yourself back on track on the road but they did honestly and then the run they had of 11 uh was really impressive and then i'll tell you another time that just impressed me the other night Boston was throwing back at them. Jazz would throw back. And then at the end, you had clutch shooting from Joe, then Donovan, and then some rim rattling by uh, by big Rudy Gobert, maybe a, a message back to Shaq, say, hey, I'm still here uh, on that national game that we missed. But um, 
there's just been bits and pieces throughout the season. What I'm impressed is they don't, they don't see – and, again, PK, you talked about this a week ago, about, I believe, um, home court versus road and the lack of fans. So are you more dialed in, just focused like they were in the bubble – uh, by not really being berated as they usually are by you know road road team fans, and they seem to be just focused in whether they're home or away, and that's that's uh, something that's kind of played into this success as well. You look at their home and road records. I mean, they're one of the tops in the NBA, both home and away, and great teams have to win on the road, and I think that's another um, uh, another indicator for me too. The road, the road record, and how they respond on the road. So twenty and five is going to get people's attention. Twenty five and five is going to get more attention. And the more you win, the more attention you're going to get. And we're expecting this team to win to what degree? I don't know if they win five in a row, but we're expecting them certainly to continue to win at a very high level. With that, they're going to be starting to get showered with a bunch of plaudituds and all that stuff. And I don't even know if plaudituds is a word. It just sounds big. It sounds Uh, good. (laughs) But uh, how do you think this team is going to handle all the love that is coming their way? I hope really well because they've taken a lot of hits, TK. Man, I mean, two weeks ago it was just the opposite right now. Even though they they came out with a victory and Donovan had 32 that night, Shaq still had to make a comment. And I think, again, it it was a negative moment, but maybe also a positive. I think they're still the non-believers, and, of course, everyone still focuses on the two L.A. teams. So, it's uh, it's I, I don't have a problem with I think the Jazz actually from from my feel of talking to them on and all of us have been on Zoom calls off and on I miss the one on one opportunities to kind of really dig a little deeper but playing being part of the underdog really I think plays into the, the hands of this franchise I think that they know that there are non believers and they still are focused. You look at the headlines nationally. Uh, what was it the other night? Uh, Lamelo Ball had 42, but the Jazz cruised to a win, you know, or what have you. It's it's never the, the love never comes from you know at the top of the Jazz. It's always like the secondary storyline. You guys have noticed that, and I'm sure the Jazz read the same things we do. And so I, I again motivator. Why not? I mean, if you want to run through this season as the underdog and then of course you have to as you said you have to get to the you know get to the to the level the next level to really I think gain I think the respect that maybe the Jazz haven't had since Carl and John maybe a little bit with Boozer and D. Will when they got to the Western Conference Finals but it's uh, it's a tough road to um, let's say steal the headlines from the likes of the Bucks, the Sixers the Lakers and the Clippers and so you're on that secondary level. But, again, as they continue to make this climb, if they do, and especially with these tough games from the East, there's more Eastern media that are watching the, the Bostons tomorrow night, the, the Milwaukee Bucks, the Miami Heat, and the Philadelphia 76ers. And then you kind of hit the road and see where we stand. But this homestand's big. In fact, the two road games next week, you can't look ahead. Uh, I mean, that's obviously Quinn Snyder's mantra, but it's one game at a time, you know, the way they approach it, but these games, you know, are gonna are gonna be big in the sense of the the respect, the continued respect or building of that respect and credibility in the league. 
So on the one hand, you want the respect, but on the other hand, it's not worth a lot in the NBA. Maybe in the referee whistle, that would be the one place. Uh, A no call can be critical. You know, an extra trip to the free throw line might be critical. But they're not playing that many close games, so I can't even oversell that. I mean, the refs refs aren't going to give somebody, you know, 15 extra free throws. You know, and they're playing so many 10-point games. That's what it would take. So really, if it's useful and it keeps the players focused, great – but, you know, we're not talking about K-State here, Bowler. We're not talking about your alma mater trying to take down Oklahoma <laughs> and perception matters. And even if K-State right. wins the league, they aren't going to the playoff. So really, why are people getting all wound up in this? Except for Quinn Snyder, if he thinks it's going to be useful to help keep the guys focused in a long season. Yeah. Um, I, I think, again, this we guys, we've, been, we've been doing this a while, and I think there's always been this uh, – anger of lack of respect and so to see the jazz on top and the lakers just won their 20th game last night uh a great rival by the way uh who you know you're gonna have to run through most likely to win the west unless injuries would come and play into something you know with with la but um you know i think there's always been kind of this woe is me we don't get enough attention and you know what there's dj we we cover pk we've covered this all the teams in the in in the, in the western part of the country for for a long time, and the Utah Jazz are the centerpiece in Salt Lake. Um, and there's always been that, like, come on, look look at us, you know. How about an All Star bid, you know? And and D Will finally get Gordon Hayward got one. D Will, you know, booze came in with some credibility as well. And then there's been that down down pot spot until Rudy earned his way, and Donovan was, you know, and Gordon left. That was big news, and. So there's always been kind of stories about, well, just not quite. Ah, maybe, you know. And then last year they were picked, actually, remember, to be at the top of the West or at least could be the winner of the Western Conference. That didn't work out. This year they were held back in into the, what, fours and five spots, maybe some six in the West, and now they're on top. So I guess it's the fact the fans love this franchise and they want the respect that goes with that. But it takes a long time to build it. Um, and I think the Jazz now at the top, you know, people are saying, hey, look at us. But still, a lot of people aren't coming along for the ride on the national scene. That takes a lot of time. And it also takes championships, Western Conference titles, et cetera, to do so. And it's been, been, a, been a generation nearly since uh, John and Carl were there uh, in 97 and 98. So I think that's kind of part of it, too. Bowler, as always, we appreciate the time. Thanks for licking your Super Bowl wins, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps, which isn't even possible. I I appreciate the Clorox. I really do. And and that wound. PK, man, I I need a large Band-Aid. But no, hey, uh, (laughs) Mahomes got fixed yesterday with his big toe. So you know what? The future's bright. There it is. There it is. All right. Bowler, we appreciate it. Thank you. Talk to you soon, guys. Take care. All right, Craig Bullerjack, he is on every week with us here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone, and he's brought to you by University of Utah Health, trusted health care provider for the Utah Jazz family and yours. With 16 neighborhood health centers, U of U Health has a game plan for your family's care. Visit uofuhealth.org slash jazz. Your feedback next.